There we go. All right, so do Only we actually, do we actually want to do an introduction about what we are? Um, yeah, well, let's introduce the podcast first. All right. This is the yeah. Sunday Dinner Music Group Podcast. SDMG. Woo, let's go. Welcome to our studio. Hell Say yeah. that. My studio. Matt's yeah, studio. Matt's studio. Just to be clear. But it's also the address of our business. <laughs> so technically, I own 24. I own 25 percent of well, the actually, studio. The Thank info, you. Because it's a business, is totally public. Yeah, it yeah, literally. So if you don't want to know where Matt lives, just search up Sunday Dinner Music Group LLC on the New York State. IRS records and you'll find it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Perfect. And if you do that, I will find you and kill you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is our first podcast, which is kind of fucking cool. We've been like, meaning to do this for a really long time. Right. But oh, yeah. we're first going to just like, I guess, introduce us ourselves individually and then talk about what we are. So I'll start. My name is Nick Spat. I'm a producer and songwriter and artist. Hell yeah. Joey? My name's Joe. I'm a drummer, producer, songwriter. No artist? Nah. <laughs> no, I'm an artist. Everyone's an artist. My name is Vincent Giuliano, producer, songwriter. No artist. <laughs> My name is Matthew Costello, I'm a producer, artist, and songwriter. So, if you're sensing a theme here, mm-hmm. you would be correct to assume that we are all music makers. And we all kind of started this project, Sunday Dinner Music Group, in an attempt to, I guess, create a community of the people that we work with and a community between ourselves as well. No, basically, <laughs> we, we all kind of, like, this formed for real, like, right towards the end of college for all four of us. And this idea that we wanted to bring people together, like, came about when we all lived together in a house uh, upstate New York, kind of acted as our college house and, like, our music-making, like, dome. Like, we were all... If you were in the house, it was just four rooms and we were all creating at the same times. And uh, well, three rooms, me and Vinny shared a room, <laughs> which was fun. Fun time. Yeah. But it was it's, it was kind of like the like plant grounds. I don't even know how you would say it like for for us to start. Yeah. Ground right? zero. Foundations. Ground zero. Ground zero, essentially. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Ground zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird. I mean, now we're at... At this point, we're all out of um, school and we're attempting and uh, each day trying to build this community bigger and bigger. Um, We're New York based, as we said, and every single day, uh, whether we're together or separate, we're just trying to meet new people, make music with as many people as possible. That's kind of the goal. Hell yeah. And I would say um, one of the biggest kind of things that's inspired us to, to kind of form this group um, is this writing camp that we had back in January of 2023 in that house that Joe was mentioning. And, um, yeah, it was just like a super like inspiring day, like really surreal. And like, we kind of, for the first time in, you know, the life of this project realized what we were meant to be doing. And that was just like making music with our friends and creating this huge community where artists can feel safe and inspired all the time to, you know, share their ideas and shit. Yeah, and I think one thing that's been really cool about all of us is that we've not been on, like, a very straight path, <clears throat> but the path that Definitely. we've been on has uh, been followed 100% by each and every one of us Absolutely. in our own facet. Yeah. And that's been really, really cool, just as a, as someone who is uh, always striving for, like, the next best thing. You know, I think we all kind of share that mentality. Absolutely. And that's what unites us, you know? 
Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Super cool. All this mindset kind of led us to um, continuing this collaboration that we did at the house and recreating it, I feel like, in as many ways as we could Mm. since then. Absolutely. Like, even if it's not up to the scale of having 20 artists come to our house and all work in different rooms, it's been, you know, Zoom meetings or just working with artists or, I mean, even as of most recent, we flew to Vancouver to work with a good friend of ours, um, Kalea, to work on uh, an untitled project right now, which was amazing. I mean, that was my first time on the West Coast. I think it was maybe all, all of our yeah, first time on the West Coast. Yeah, I think it was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> really cool. Um but yeah, I mean, anybody want to talk about Vancouver? It rains a lot. Talk. It, it does rain yeah. a lot. Got yeah. Like it for every one sunny day, they have like six rainy days. It's crazy. It's Seattle, yeah. but it was inversion. Right. Yeah, it's Canadian like, Seattle. It's like two will. hours away from there. Do you know that? Yeah, mm-hmm. very close. Yeah, mm-hmm. so crazy. Great city though. Great city. Phenomenal um, city. But basically, yeah, we fucking we basically lived in this like small ass Airbnb and turned it into our music studio for two weeks and. Made music every single day, which was fucking so fun. And I think that it was kind of crazy not, like, through those two weeks, leaving not burnt out, but actually, like, inspired to keep working and inspired to, like, actually, like, work harder, which was kind of wild because we were pulling, like, crazy hours, making probably the most music I've made in, like, one short time span, like, in my entire life. And it was kind of cool to see that be invigorating and not, like... The opposite of that, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And I remember we were like going to the grocery stores or something, me and you one day. And I was like, yo, this, now that I think about it, this is like the first time in my life where like my vision for the ideal situation in my life, which is making music every single day from when I wake up to when I go to bed. It's the first time where I actually was able to do that for a long period of time. And it was like exactly what I wanted and just totally affirmed that the, this is the path, the right yeah. path for me. That's yeah. a great thing to fucking realize. Right? right? <laughs> I mean, like, it's insane. <laughs> I don't think I've ever doubted it, but I think that, like, actually experiencing it firsthand for the first time was, like, really just a great yeah. experience. That's yeah. literally just, like, dreams come true. Yeah, exactly. Moment. Definitely exactly. Dreams and you know true. what? I think that sometimes it's hard to be present, especially as an artist when, like, you know, you, you haven't broke yet or whatever, and, like, you know, the best days of your career are, are ahead of you. But, like, in that moment, I'm like, yo, I'm literally doing it right now. This is literally, like, happening right now. Yeah. But, like, Present moment. Present, Present moment. moment. Let's go. <laughs> That's moment. so funny. Yeah, yeah. I need a dab for that. That's so funny because like I always think about that. Like my future self like coming to tell present me like not to worry. That would be such a bad thing if you think about it. Because like the fact that you're like worrying and working so hard is like that's the thing that's propelling you to be as great as you are in the first place. For sure. You know what I mean? For sure. Like the unknowing of the the being on the other side of the country with just ourselves and our ideas and our friends, like you just kind of just drop yourself into this world where it's like it's do or die. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not to make it dramatic or anything. But, but it like, was. Kind of was. was. <laughs> Either make a song or die. Yeah. <laughs> or we're dead. <laughs> I mean, but sometimes you know, as an artist, it feels that way. It's like, yo, if this is not yeah. a good idea, it feels like I'm going to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we put our whole fucking souls into this shit and like, I don't know. Yeah. But like, can you make good art if you're not like self-destructive? You know what I mean? Like, mm. if if it kills you to not fucking make something good, are you even capable of making something good? Or are, like, I think what I'm like, trying to say is- would you even get to that point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It's probably not. 
uh, that's usually the stance that I take is like you kind of need to push yourself yeah, because agreed. like those are the moments when you grow like when you're like pushing like 120% like that's probably where you see the most change in yourself if you stop at 100 stop at 90 like it's going to stay the same you're going to remain at the same level rather than grow yeah and if you go to Vancouver don't stay awake until 4 a.m. the first night you get there <laughs> because you will mess up your sleep schedule for the next 14 days. Yeah. <laughs> or or do stay up until 4 a.m. and fuck up your sleep schedule but still continue to write every single yeah. day yeah. without yeah. fail. That too. Um, yeah, I think... Did you guys feel like you drew from our surroundings when we were writing? Like yeah. Like nature-wise, pl- like placement-wise in the city... I would I would wake up in the morning before all of you fucks. Four hours of sleep. <laughs> I don't know why. Dude, the fucking first night, bro, we went to bed at like 5 a.m., which is like 8 in the morning, fucking New York time. Yeah. And so we're not asleep. And at 10 a.m., I'm sleeping on the, the pullout couch in the fucking in the living room. And at 10 a.m., Matt walks downstairs <laughs> and starts like making a fresh cup of coffee. He's like on the phone. He's talking to his mom. Like he's just fucking having a great time. I'm like oh my god i i get excited more so than the first night for the first morning yeah yeah, yeah when totally. i go on vacation i don't totally. know why mm-hmm. really why no that makes sense that well, makes he sense. said he doesn't know i want to know why no i mean i i just love the idea of pretending like i just moved to this new place yeah sure sure and sure. i attach mm-hmm. myself to it i'm like i'm like, a local yeah i'm like all right this is what it's like to live in vancouver <laughs> right make coffee don't you want to go go make coffee in the same curry that we used to use in college yo and the and the fucking coffee maker yo vin can you do the impression of the oh, coffee yeah. maker in the air it was like a coffee taking a shit <laughs> <laughs> and you knew when they were making coffee oh that shit was laboring oh, oh man, but you used to go on like what like 30 minute walks or a little less yeah like 10 minute walks and just just kind of taking the scenery because like the scenery up there struck me as like different than around here in new york mm-hmm. like there was just so much uh, like immediacy to everything up there. Like you can pick your vibe. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You can go. And then you can walk to it. Yeah. You can walk down a city street. You could go look at the mountains or you can go to a dog park and like enjoy like, you know, in- being individual, you know, and, and being kind of like alone or yeah. what it feels like alone. Yeah. And it was just so fucking cool, man. And it inspired. I mean, to say that it didn't inspire the art would literally be such a lie. You know what I mean? Yeah. We were all that contributed to our headspace. Um, our conversations at night, the way that we would go out and, and detach ourselves from the art for a bit and be humans and, and be young kids and just kind of like like live out our lives, like that all contributed to the art as well. Definitely, you know? yeah. I would Definitely. argue that going out was just as important in moments like to just get that reset. Like if we were to crank out like 12 hours a day without taking that mental break, we probably would have burned out a weekend rather than being able to push to the finish line. 100%. And thinking about like, um, like the days that we made which tracks, like I feel like the vibe of that day, like is ex- exactly the vibe of the track. You know what I mean? Like the like one morning we were like super fucking hungover and like we were just it was raining and we were just tired as fuck and we made like a like hella depressing like slow acoustic ballad and like mm-hmm. I think that the Friday that we went out like like really went out we yeah. made like a bunch of like upbeat like dance tracks so it's mm-hmm. just like it's kind of cool it like reflects the mood definitely yeah it's so cool yeah I didn't even think of that the uh the because we were I remember the day that it was 
cloudy and it was like we were hungover. We tried something in the morning that was way more energetic. Oh yeah, and it just wasn't working. Wasn't and it was just, yeah, right. and it was because we were resisting like the day's energy, which was so funny. How did you guys feel about like we were cranking projects out more than I think we even realized? Like most days we did two different tracks. Yeah, yeah. Like that didn't feel real. It like, didn't feel real to you. Like how? Like think about how much time and energy like before Vancouver we put into one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like one project can last a week, two weeks, right? And then take that and multiply it times how many ever we. We're happy with 15 or something like, yeah. I don't know. It was just like you, you got one in your head and then you're on to the next one and you're like, Oh, it was the one that we worked on this morning. Oh yeah. It was that. I really liked that. Like that was weird. Yeah. Mm. It's crazy. It's a cool like surprise. It's just like, Oh, we worked on that. Oh, that's, that's really cool. I yeah. want to work on that more. Yeah. That was a cool little like mystery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I feel like also coming back from Vancouver, mm-hmm. like there's been such a, uh, like an in-tuneness that I've felt lately. Oh my god, my I feel like in, intuitively I'm at like my best right now. I don't know why. Yeah, I feel super connected to the art, or yeah. like even just like my day-to-day life. Like decisiveness, even even if it's like oh, like what am I having for breakfast this morning? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> really? and I feel like yeah, I don't know why, but it just feels I'm much more decisive since I got back, and then that's of course translated into like art. Now I like I feel like I can hear. A, a demo or a track and I know exactly what it needs like in that moment that's, or at that's least so I can show that I know that you know what I yeah. mean w- would you say on a small scale that's because you heard so many tracks and were forced to think through that lens for two weeks it's straight it's honestly like very possible yeah gotcha yeah definitely gotcha. interesting how that manifested for you like in decisiveness because for me like in a in a more spiritual way like it um it manifested itself in gratefulness like I feel oh, like extremely yeah. grateful for everything that's around me yeah. now but like but like, yeah, and then when it comes to music, like I kind of feel the same way as you. Absolutely. Yeah. That's absolutely. so interesting. I, I also came to the realization that in the Sunday dinner like discography, if you look at the songs that are out, most of them were started by an individual and brought to the rest of the team and like we came together to finish it. Right. And like this was interesting, exciting, nerve wracking in the way that we all were all four of us were sitting there when it was a blank canvas. And like that brought its own challenges, but it also was so inspiring because we were all inputting our decisions and it was becoming this like a live thing at the same time yeah. with all of us. Which I, didn't, really I didn't even realize that. That's crazy. Isn't mm-hmm. that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. Great, Pretty weird. Great point. Yeah. <laughs> great point. No, it's weird because like because some one person, like I feel like now that we've been home from college and been in our own studios, like we start a lot of things on our own and mm-hmm. our ideas start on our own and nobody can say anything. It's like it really shows like are you gonna sink or swim as a collaborator? Like can you sit in the front? Can you give an idea and and be ready to have a bunch of ideas already bouncing while yeah. you're thinking about your the idea that you had in the first place. Right. It's it's crazy. It's right. a crazy thing to balance, and it was like a challenge. But I think that it it definitely influenced the art, which was really cool. For sure, for yeah. sure. And and being in the chair, like you just brought up, like mm-hmm. being in like what we call the hot seat, right? <laughs> which is basically where one of us will be like, okay, let's write a song now. Um, someone sit down and and make something out of thin air. Yeah, <laughs> like we call that being in the hot seat. And I felt like for the first time, um. Whenever I sat in the hot seat, like I could go down three or four wrong paths before I needed to get to the right idea mm-hmm. or before. And, and there was like this lack of pressure that we had there because Definitely. two weeks felt like so much time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And, and of course, like the people that we were with, you know, I feel like I trusted each and every one of you with like just who I am and I don't need to like hide anything from you guys. And, Mm -hmm. and it's so dope to just be able to create in that type of environment. Definitely. You know, definitely definitely felt that from you. Oh my God. You're so at ease in the hot seat. Yeah. I was just like, do it. Like do what you do. You know, for real. Mm -hmm. I didn't like discount any decision you made because I knew you're going to get somewhere. Yeah, right. even if it takes a little bit of time, because I know Joe and I were talking about like this trip kind of helped both of us get over that, like, you know, when you feel like you want to go more in depth into something, but then there's people behind you kind of waiting on you to do something, not getting like thrown off by the pressure of that. And also just understanding that they're like they're in it with you and they're not judging you. They're actually like trying to help. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, I don't know, that that's like a, a slept on aspect of collaboration because I feel like with so many minds in the room, ideas move so fast, mm-hmm. but we can also all just slow it down for a second and really hone in on one aspect of it. And Absolutely. It's cool. That, it's like, hard to do. Push and pull. It is. It's hard to do, when, especially when you're working with a new person. Yes, because you, you just feel like, oh, I need to deliver right now. I need to prove myself. But like, I think good collaborators on both ends of the spectrum kind of understand that like, Sometimes I, it takes a little bit longer to get to the to the idea, and like if you actually revoke the pressure, it ends up counterintuitively making it better to get to the good or easier to get to the good idea. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, absolutely. Yeah. And that one thing that you end up honing in on could be the thing that makes that song the coolest. Song. Right, it'll be the thing that makes you want to work on it the next day. You right, know what I'm saying? like I mean, go back to the the track "Wrong Place, Wrong Time." Yeah. Right, and not that we sat with the vocal for that long, right? But so, so this was essentially a track where we started it and like we were feeling it, and then we kind of like faded a little bit. It was like, uh, I don't know, it was like a temporary high. You know, we were like, "Oh, this is cool, this is cool," and then as it kept looping in the background, we were like, uh, yeah. "Maybe we move on to something else." Before we did that, I forget who said it, but someone was like, "We have to put the vocal on first before we close this track right. out." Yeah. And then guess what we did? We put the vocal on, and now it's one of the songs we want to take all the way to the finish line. And yeah. it's, it's like, quickly become one of my favorite songs we worked on. Yeah, it's you really know? cool. 100%. Definitely. Yeah. So weird, because I remember that one, too, in particular, started, like, was that the one that started really slow? It was, like, slow. Yeah. With, the, with you on the keys. Yes. Mm-hmm. Playing and these, like, like jazz-influenced changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you yeah. sampled them. And then you sampled them. The drums that I put on were to the slow thing and then you sped the whole thing up and it was just the song was like reinvented another thing of like being patient with with the music and and letting it live and it it totally changed it was it's a completely different song now right. which is so cool yeah it is kind of wild like when you think about the process of a record from like start to finish and like how different it was like the initial idea sometimes can be like not even closely reminiscent of like what the final product is and it's just like a testament to like just trusting the process, I think. Definitely. You know what I mean? Because like you sit down, me. you're like, "This is the dumbest shit I've ever made in my entire life." And then like two hours later, it sounds nothing like the initial idea, but every choice you made kind of ends up at the product that you really fuck with. Yeah, know? we so. can we can bleep this out if it's not if we shouldn't say it. But <laughs> there's a song that is in our vault, "Wish You Were," and it famously like started from like a little thingy right yeah. doesn't it <laughs> what does that mean doesn't it start like oh, i'll, yeah, I'll yeah, play yeah. i'll play it because you'll send it to me and yeah. i'll play it here if it's how it started but so it started with this and the song ended up being this this thought we were down and out 
Never been so lonely Wishing I could have you here For it feels like forever now Alone in paradise I got nothing on my mind but you Which is crazy <laughs> Like can you even believe that Do you guys, have you heard this? Yeah, yeah Okay, 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 okay. okay. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's like a thing from Iris With like a phaser on it yeah. And it's just boop boop Boop, 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 boom. Boop, 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 but sometimes boom. that's literally all it takes because yeah. it's just giving you a, an emotion. Like you said this before, we were having a burger before, and Matt was like, "Yo, like I feel like you kind of understand intrinsically what the uh, what the vibe or the emotion of the music is without lyric, without melody, without or with." We are actually talking about melody, but like you don't need much to to understand what what the music is Truly. trying to tell you to do. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So crazy. So crazy. That was kind of similar with um, drugs. When we first made that, um, like we we had the it was like kind of like cheap sounding drums, we had like the bass line, and then you wrote like a verse, and then I was like, oh, that's cool, and then we like both left the session, like, you know, just another little demo, and then you fucking wrote the chorus, and I was like, what the what is this song? And it blew me away. I'm like, we have to keep working on this. So cool. So cool. Yeah. And you so put that little pad on it. I remember that brought it to life too. Yeah. We just kept kept working on it, small increments, and it's just like. The beginning sound demo was totally different from the final product. Yeah, very, very Crazy. different. And it's actually so funny. I posted a clip of it on my Instagram back in May. And then, oh my god, that song existed in May. That song existed in right May. after Are we moved out. Ass? Right after so we moved crazy. out. For real. That is absurd. I think like the week after, like, um, oh my Middletown, god, the, quick to silver. And so gold. I was in Europe when you guys made that. Yes. Yeah. Holy fuck. And so basically, I listened back to that recording. And you can trace, like, you wouldn't even think the same person produced it. Yes. Like, I, because if you listen to the new updated mix, like, it's as if somebody just underwent, like, two years of, like, mixing school. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And came out on the other side learning that he needs to distort things and, and make things hit really hard because the demo on my Instagram, on my Instagram feed was, like, basically laughable by my standards today. Wow. It, so it was, it was insane, dude. That's so crazy. So crazy. Man. It was insane. Okay, so then I have a question for you, Vin. When you were working on the song Water with Nerve, what was the demo like compared to how it ended up? Is it very different or was it kind yeah. of all there in the beginning? <clears throat> so I originally made the beat, I think, a year ago before the song dropped. And it was like really cool. And I think I tried to pitch it to another artist, um, but that never came through. And then it was before... It was like after the writing camp, I hit Nerve up, mm. and I was like, "Because you guys work together in the writing yeah, camp." Yeah, we work yeah. together, and he was in my room, and I was like, "This guy's really has a really cool voice, and I like his vibe a lot." So like, let me put his on this beat that I really liked, and he sent over a demo. I was like, "This is crazy!" Like the vocals weren't even processed or anything, but I just knew something like special was there. Mm. So we booked a session at Purchase Studio. We got <laughs> violently high before. <laughs> we just As you like do. we just, like he he recorded whatever demo stuff we had then we wrote like the bridge part together and it just came together so quick and i forgot my macbook charger at home <laughs> so we were like all right, we have to record everything before my laptop dies i forgot to tell you oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and we're like yeah we so we recorded everything and all, like we, all the vocals were there in that one session, and then my MacBook died, and then we're like, "All right, I think we got everything." That's sick. That's so cool. That's yeah. such a funny story. I didn't it's know very, that. Yeah. Yo, how do you guys feel about being like super fucking high when you're like producing music? 
I usually don't like it. Yeah, I usually I just focus on like a seventy six for like like twenty minutes. No, straight. literally, literally, I will <laughs> I will literally work on the same sound for fucking three hours. Like I can yeah. definitely see that. I yeah. like being alone at nighttime and smoking and writing because then that becomes like sound design, which is like I feel like I would make some sound like weird sounds that I wouldn't normally think of. Definitely. That's that's the thing, the definitely. positive that comes out of it. But yeah. I definitely fall down that similar hole. Yeah. Of like, if if I'm in like a passive role during that. When I'm like very high, then it's good for me. Really? It's like with the nerve, the water session, I was just like more engineer and uh-huh. then like, like kind of helping out with lyrics and melodies with him. Yeah. I wasn't like the main one, like writing. Like right. the beat was done and right. everything. But I felt like it was just a fun time. And like we, I, th- I feel like we like, we just joked around like the whole time. Yeah. I like, I felt like connected with him. That's the vibe. Fun. That's, yeah. that's the vibe. That's so but cool. like before that, we were like kind of strangers. But really? Yeah. Interesting. Definitely, definitely getting, became closer after that. That's fucking cool. But isn't it so interesting how like we all say weed has like become a different part of our creative process? Absolutely. Yeah. More recently rather Absolutely. than ever, yeah. right? <clears throat> yeah, more than ever. And like I'm just remembering this time where me and Vin had just gotten into this studio. Like we like had I just put the space together and I got the desk and we were like, all right, let's do something. And we were finishing up uh, a song that we started in an Airbnb called Silver and Gold. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got it was here, right? Which part are you talking about? Oh, no, no. This was at the Airbnb. Oh, we did the meditation? No, no, no. We smoked. We we smoked. And then I went inside and we here. were like, okay, we need to... Oh, it was here? It's here. Okay, it was here. So we went outside and we, we smoked. And then we came back inside and like we literally laid down harmonies that were like ridiculous harmonies i could never even think about but like the voice <laughs> leading was still fire and like it, dude it was crazy wait was i think it was at the house it was i don't remember where it was because ready we we wrote the song the airbnb did more writing production at the house right and then you mixed it here i remember you guys working on yes. silver and gold while the house was like half empty Yes, I was moving out. I was moving oh. out my shit that day. I was like, yeah. the rest of my stuff was coming home. And I just oh. heard the, the bass line in the other room. Yeah. I was like, what is that? I need to know what that is right now. That yeah. shit is oh, fire. that's when I laid down the um, the guitar part. Yes. I was like, I left you a little surprise. Yes. <laughs> when you were like out. Yeah, because I went to go pick up Weird Girl Marie. Because yes. we were working on her song uh, that yes. day. Oh, wait, yeah. what track did you make that day? I also remember it was on her I, album. I, right? that was, I don't want you here. Yeah, you yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I wasn't there for that one. I remember you guys were. What was the other one off the album you guys worked on? All I have. All I have. Mm. I remember you guys working on that in the bedroom. That was cool. That was when Nerve and her came over together. Yes, and uh, and it was kind of just like a one night thing. Like it was like super super quick. That one, you know, I made the yeah. beat, and like they were just writing. I remember that. Damn, they wrote some good shit over that. That was so that's my favorite fire. one on the album. I would say. Yeah, yeah, I really 100%. like that. One. Really, 100%. Yeah. so good. Nerves fucking verse is absurd, bro. It's so it's just butter. Yo, can we <laughs> talk about him for a sec? Like, I low key think that like the stuff he does pushes like like a boundary that I haven't seen another artist at at like this level. Yes, push. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I I fully agree. And it's like the thing that's that I love about it is that it simultaneously pushes boundaries and exists right in the pocket of like what's happening right now. That's like, what makes it so um, cool. That's what's yeah. so cool. It's like it's like one line's like I've never heard that before and the other's like ah I needed that like grounding moment of like tra- like classic like travel Travis Scott or like Drake style vocal, you know what or I mean? Frank. Or Frank. Frank. Yeah. Frank. Yeah. You know what? I never put that one together but it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. 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 Like when yeah. when he did water I started to hear the Frank uh, in it. You know when he sent the demo, he was so nonchalant about it. He's like, "Yeah, I just have this little demo." <laughs> I was like, "You just like just saying like the best the catchiest thing I've ever heard." Yeah. <laughs> like that, that hook is crazy. Yeah. That hook 
Look, it's fucking crazy. Brace yourself from diamonds. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Bro, that's so fire. And so, a splish splash, like, so good. That's so good. Top 10 ad libs of all time. Yeah. Bro, like, straight up. So, so crazy. Absolutely. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, does country music suck now? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So, we have some rapid fire questions, but I only see one up there. I have two. You I have, have two, two up there. All right. um, okay. So, the first oh. one, I don't know. This one is not as, like, debate worthy, I guess. Yeah. But, like, do you guys prefer being creative alone or together or do you think it's easier alone or together it's a good question down the line sure i think that um to me it feels like two very different kind of processes like i think that when i'm alone creating um it might be a little bit easier to look inward and i think that when i'm creating alone i can i usually end up making things that are a lot more personal to me and um, when I'm in a group, I feel like it's more outward and I'm actually kind of capturing the energy of, of the, the, the collective that I'm working with. Yeah. So I think that both have negatives and positives. And, and I think that like I it depends on my mood, but I look for both for sure. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree. I think that whenever I'm in a group and I'm writing, I feel always no matter if it's a little bit or a lot, slightly uncomfortable, but Definitely. the fact that I'm uncomfortable, like that is just like true, tried and true, like you're growing. If you're uncomfortable in something and you're doing it anyway, like that's just like the the fastest way to grow. Mm-hmm. And like, so, I forget, it was someone that I worked with in a different group. He would like, he looked at me and I didn't have enough sticks that day and he was like, you know, man, a handyman needs his tools. And I thought that was <laughs> such a dumb thing to say, but I've used that like in my life in so many different ways. Like now when we're in group, like things making music, I'll have presets ready or Mm. have sounds ready that I know work. Like a handyman needs his tools. Like if you have go-tos, like to make it that much easier, like you're just setting yourself up for success. So love that. short answer, I like working alone and together. Like that. Yeah, I mean, you just dropped a gem, though. Hold on, sorry. I, no, 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 <laughs> no, he sorry. Did. I don't mean to cut no, you he off. Did. No, no, I wasn't like, gonna go. He dropped right two now. gems in there. The first gem Woo! was like, you have to be uncomfortable to grow. Yes, like that's literally conversations that like I have like with my with my mom like all the time. That's awesome. Mm. Because mm. being uncomfortable, I'm sorry, I'm cutting you I'm off. I'm uncomfortable now. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, keep going. Like being uncomfortable is never normal for humans, but right. we, we've we've developed such a societally uh like ingrained comfort i think like people are so used to comfort yeah and people your, chase your comfort your body is is forcing you into that state of comfort but like also at the same time just like biologically the way that you grow is by exposing yourself to things that put you out of your comfort zone or like you know exactly. what i mean exactly it's like it's like working out you know what i mean you you move a bunch of weight and then your body's like oh i can't move this weight let me make bigger muscles. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Being uncomfortable forces adaptability. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it forces growth. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Okay, Vin, I'm Love sorry. Man. What was the other point? The handyman? The handyman. The handyman. Yeah, that yeah. was a gem. A, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a Dude, gem. it was in our other side group, like, and I just... Did my dad say that? Or did... It was Dean. Dean said It was that? Dean who mm, said it. Yeah. And, and he was... That. Yeah, dude. Like, I just don't have the right symbols for rock and roll. And he was just like... Like, you know what? You're never going to sound right if you don't have the right tools. You can't put right. that on you. A handyman needs his tools. Right. And I was like, shit, bro. You're, like, actually kind of right. That's right. crazy. True. And true. that just applied to, like, I have, like, having, like, weapons in your artillery. Right. Type shit. Yeah. Presets. Even, even like, a lyric or two. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Yeah. Go, go, go to melody. Go to melody. Type yeah. Shit. Yeah. Type shit. <laughs> All right. So um, it, I'm good at certain things when I'm alone. I'm good at certain things when I'm with other Absolutely. people. Mm. Um, go I, in more in depth. Sure. He's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Keep going. <laughs> so like, um, I'm so good at starting an idea by myself, uh, and I'm terrible when people are like watching me. Same. I don't. I don't know why. Same. It's like weird. Yeah. Um. I like writing like lyrics, melodies with other people mm. because I um I'm I'm more naturally inclined to like bounce ideas off other people. Um, if I have like my own melody by myself, I'm like I always like second guess it, and I'm never like truly confident in it. In it, but I love bouncing ideas off other people. Yeah. Um, if you like give me like literally a chord progression that you started, I can build a whole. Easily build a whole song. That's the it. producer in you. I feel yes. like producers are masters at like taking something and then like there's an essence in like a very stripped down idea and then just blowing it up into like a full body of work. You know what exactly. I'm saying? That's yeah. like the most fun thing ever I it feel is. Like, as a producer. I feel like that's like such a modern thing to do with like loops and everything. Yes. It's like a lot of like producers like now they just get a loop and then they Yeah, create and a you whole can build an entire it. like original never been done before song with a loop that like 15 other producers have used on their records. Exactly. Yeah. I mean? It's just so how, how you use it, yeah. how you manipulate it, yeah. and all yeah. that. So cool. But I don't have a preference on either working alone or groups because I like them both in different ways. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I feel very similarly. I feel like um, the only difference is that like I... I don't know. I enjoy sitting in the hot seat. Like I, I you're just, also really good at it. Thank yeah. you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like, thank you. You fucking shine in that position. It's crazy. You is that is that a theater thing? I'm, I've I've always tried to like work this out because like, are you used to just all eyes being on you in the theater world? So you're like, oh, I just know how to make it happen under the lens. Well, I mean, as the music director, the mm-hmm. eyes aren't on you. Like as the conductor of the show and stuff like that. Okay, sure, sure. So sure. it's 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 interesting. Like I feel. I feel like even in the theater world, I was serving the same role that I serve in the music industry today, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of running shit from the background. Right, you know but, what I mean? but everyone in the background is in, in the theater world is counting on you. Actually, everyone in the foreground is, is counting on you as well. Sure, you know what I mean? And sure. there's like that pressure, and I feel like right. you're so used to, to like being your best under that pressure that even in a lower pressure situation in like a session – you're just able to like just rock. I feel it. like it probably comes from that. Yeah, it, it probably does. comes from that. But it there's also does. like a spiritual aspect of it. Sure. I feel like because I feel As there is to everything. Right, right. Because I I feel like um, no matter how strong my insecurities may be taking uh, precedence over me that day, I know that the person that I'm wor- working with or, or the person who's watching me, they experience the same insecurities some days sure. too. Yeah, absolutely. And while today they may f- not be feeling those things, and and I'm the one feeling those things. I mean, like, there's that's that's not a big enough reason for me to not get in front of the room and yeah. be like, all right, let me let me put something out there, you know? Fuck yeah! I don't know. I it's it's so fun to to make shit in front of people. I yeah. think because gauging a response, even if it's negative, is also it's telling you things. Positive feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what about in a it's in a situation where the the group response is is different from your response. Well then, of course, like I'd I'd be questioning that shit at first. You'd be questioning your response, or the no, group no, response? no, theirs. Yeah, I'd be questioning because obviously, like you know, you're 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 in the hot seat and like you're doing something and like no one's really like talking about it until a certain point where you're like, all right, what do you guys think? Right. You know, yeah. and until that point, you have your own narrative to the story, you have your right. own idea, your own direction for the song, and then all of a sudden everyone connects on an idea mm, that yeah. was not yours mm. and then what do you like you have a choice there you have a choice you can either stick your ground and let your 
ego sort of stand in more of a forefronted way, or you can be like, okay, what's better for the song? Mm, you know, mm. I've, I'm guilty of both. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty of both every fucking time. Mm-hmm. Of course. But um, only a couple times have I felt it to be truly worth it to stand on your ego. You know yes. what I mean? Because sometimes yes, but you got to you, pick your battles though, because you if you're standing your on your ego every fu- And it's not your ego because it's just your perception of the song and, and you believe that your idea serves it more than the other people. And it's not because you think your idea is better because you're better it's just because in that moment you know what i'm saying but like sometimes you have to compromise sometimes you have to compromise and i feel like if i'm 75 percent confident about an idea and everyone else feels a different way i'm willing to let go of that idea so that for the moment where i feel 100 percent confident about something people will listen then they'll be like okay yeah i better give this a chance because joe never does this you know what i mean so it's like this must be something for real and you're you're responsible for that i believe as a collab to be a good collaborator you have to be willing to Go both ways and entertain ideas that maybe you wouldn't be inclined to do so if it was just you. You know what I mean? But that resistance, as we were talking about earlier in the car, that resistance creates the best art, I believe. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that resistance can also happen internally, too. Like, when you're creating alone, there's a whole internal dialogue happening of basically all the aspects of your taste kind of fighting with each other until it lands on an idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So, Sometimes working alone feels like collaboration. Totally. Totally. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. gonna um I'm gonna switch the card because I feel like we have more to say. So say that. let's do that so we don't have to worry about it. And cool. then we'll be right back. Alright, so we're back with some rapid fire questions for you guys. The first one we have here is does country music not suck now? Matt, take it away. Um country music does not suck now. It has so many like ripples of just like true emotion and i feel like whenever i hear a country song by like zach bryan or someone like that i'm like wow like i just want to be as invested in my music as they are you know fuck yeah and that's a change for you too oh that's huge Matt, i used to, used to hate country. country music yeah yeah i was the same way yeah wait hold on i just want to make sure we have time we do okay yeah uh vin i gave no response because i don't listen to country damn. damn but are you open to saying that it's good if I don't you like know. it, because some people just have like a bias against it. I feel like. Oh no! If I li- if you show me some good tracks, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think that I <laughs> I really like it from the storytelling perspective. Okay. So I'm gonna say that it doesn't suck right now. It feels like there are a lot of cool stories. Yeah, and this is I've always been under the impression that it doesn't suck. But um, why do people not like? Like, why is country always the genre? I guess in this part of the country, at least. Why is it always the genre that people shit on? I think it's because the stories that are being told sometimes can be so repetitive <laughs> that it actually sure. gets an, it can, like it can be annoying. Like if if a country artist takes the extra couple minutes to go deeper, that story is amazing. If so, they don't take those extra five point, minutes, yeah. it's a pickup truck song and you want to die. But that's wait, yeah. question, devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah how you does might that, ask the same how question. That, how is that different from any other from like genre mumble of music? Rap. Mumble rap is about fucking bitches getting or money pop. and doing drugs. Um, pop is about, about love. love. Yeah. I, okay, here's my, my reasoning, I think. Uh, you know, Go back at me. But yeah. I think that it's because the things that are talked about in country are so inherently... Like, love isn't dumb. Like, I feel like a lot of people perceive, like, trucks and beer and right. and like dirt roads to, to be a hot take yeah this is a hot take to be inherently like 
dumb. <laughs> like, like, I and I don't, and I don't, no, and I don't feel this way because yeah. they will tell you I love beer yeah. and trucks, but I don't. <laughs> they like, need to go d- deeper. Why do you love ice cold beer? Yeah. Why do you love trucks? Yeah. Well, I think Why it's just culturally, it just right. <laughs> yeah. culturally, you just assume that you love cold beer. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't but need to be stated. I think I think that it just there is a misalignment in culture that people from this part of the country might feel towards people in the south but realistically Agreed. Agreed. we are way more similar than we give ourselves credit for we're all people at the end of the day but i fully there are country songs that i listen to and i'm like i get why people fucking hate this shit yes. you know what yeah. i mean that's what and i'm then trying somebody to say. like zach bryan comes along or uh tyler childers or whatever the fuck his name is and they just go against the grain of like the nashville like archetypical country artist or song archetypical. and and it just makes it is that a word i think so no it is it's a good word um it just it's just so much more authentic and i think what we're getting at is that people don't fuck with country because it doesn't feel authentic to them mm. in this part of the country but i feel right. like Zach i can't Bryan, relate to a dirt road in a dive bar right i can relate right. to my concrete jungle right you know but yeah, but Zach, you know what's interesting is the way that we kind of <laughs> turn off our brain to some songs that are like a b c d e f u mm-hmm. and we just want to go to the club and party it's the same way the people in the south are like Oh man, like this. This is about my pickup truck, right, and I don't really right. analyze the lyrics because it just makes me feel good. Yeah, you know? yeah. it reminds me it's nostalgic or whatever. Yeah, so, not yeah. everybody's so analytical about their music taste, yeah. and I uh, take that for granted sometimes. Definitely, as an artist. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay, well, we were really good at answering questions. We're so or, good, uh, bro. What the hell? <laughs> 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 All right, next question coming at you: most Rapid influential fire. song for your artistry recently? I'm gonna say that. I'm really into Noah Khan right now. And oh, I, I like shit. I like She Calls You uh, Me Back. It's a good song. That's a really good song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dude with the beard and long hair? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, just, <laughs> I just recently found him, too. Yeah, he's, he's lit, very right? popular. Very popular. I know. Post he Malone. has that song Dial Drunk with Posty, right? Yeah. 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 That's how, that was my introduction to him. I didn't find him in the depths of a cool country playlist. I found him through Post Malone. <laughs> yeah, nice. listen. Um, so I'm into As If It's Not Bad Enough. Bad enough. It's a song by Rio Vaz, hey. produced by Zetra, I think. Oh, sure. Zetra's a shit, um, it's, it's a really cool song. It's like weirdly nostalgic, where it's like a house influence, but it, like the lyrics are very like sad. Um, it feels like, this is very specific and niche, but it feels like watching YouTube videos in like 2008 or seven of Whoa. like Xbox 720 coming on. And be like, this is what Xbox will look like in five years or 10 years. <laughs> you, you ever see that? It's those. a weirdly specific <laughs> feeling I get, like nostalgia, like. I love nostalgia, bro. So so crazy. That's sick. That's interesting you bring that up because you just made me almost change my answer. Well, like I, I was what? I was about to say Zach Bryan, like like very clearly just his whole album. Yeah. Like like Fear and Fridays, yeah. the poem. That shit just changed my whole perception of country music. Fuck but yeah. also Bring back the nostalgia factor. Like when I was listening to Toxic, like mm. very closely, oh. I was like, I was like, damn. Like I used to shit on early two thousands pop because I was like, eh, it feels paper thin. It feels like simple. It feels whatever. Yeah. And then I listen back now, and I'm like, yo, like for what for the time period that they were working in, like it actually feels like these guys were pushing such a crazy bar. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It feels like they were ten years ahead of their time because some of that music. Is still listened to today, and and it still hits just as hard as some records that are made today. I think definitely. definitely. You know, I, so, so how I, does that come back and like how does that apply to like or how does that influence what you're making right now? I should say. Well, because I think it's about being so far ahead of the curve, but also including like what is there today. Yes, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Those like if we talk about what's dated about early two thousands pop, it's probably like 
sonically, mm-hmm. right? It's probably mm-hmm. synthesizers, yeah. like, because that's what they thought the future would sound like, right? That's why the 80s sound mm-hmm. like the 80s, because that's what they think the future right. was going to be. Yeah. Turns out it's not, right? Right. Yeah. So, like, technically you're wrong if you like 80s music. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, like, you know, I just think, I just think that, like, if we, if we take whatever is working today, and then we, we kind of, like, put that in the context of 10 years from now. Like, that's how you make some really cool shit. Yeah, definitely. You, definitely. It's one way. It's one way. I love that. Yeah. Interesting. I really love cool. That. Did you guys all answer, Joe? Did you answer? I answered, yeah. I think we're, we all went. I, you, oh, you, did you? No, yeah. Oh. So I think for me, it's Circles by Post Malone. Mm. Yeah. Um nice. I just, I don't know why I always come back to that song for some reason. And then more recently, it's been just something. And I, I feel like um that song has influenced me because I think that it's it's helped me not overthink shit mm-hmm. because that's like one of the most high, or the highest streaming songs ever it's like one of my favorite songs ever and when I listen to the production shout out Louis Bell mm-hmm. the homie just kidding <laughs> yeah. I wish yeah, um, but when I listen to the production of it it's just they never overthought anything and like it serves the song flawlessly without being overproduced or, or anything and and yet Every element of it is really fucking cool and yeah. unique and interesting. So I feel like it's just informed a lot of my approaches lately. Um, cool, man. Yeah. Joe, next question, bro. Next question. Do you have to play an instrument to be a music producer? Okay. So I've answered one first. Matt answered one first. Vin, I'll go. you go. See, my, my answer answer has, answers have changed throughout the years. Cause of course. I thought should. it was always you had to play an instrument to be a music producer. Then in freshman year of college, this person was like an engineer, producer, doesn't know how to play a single instrument, but she made like really cool shit. I was like, maybe, maybe she just knows what sounds good and knows how to put pieces together Mm -hmm. and just knows what's fire. And you don't have to play an instrument to do that. And I think I I still stand by that today. Mm -hmm. So I don't think, I do not think you need, need to play an instrument, but you have to know like a little but like not, you don't have to be like a master at like piano. Like Love you know, that. you need to know how to play a little. But it's a no for me. <laughs> so interesting. Um, I'm gonna agree with you and say that you don't need to be an instrumentalist to be a producer mm. for a lot of reasons. But this, this I found. I think I found this a couple of days ago. But this like saying that when I don't know who it was, but when you talk about music as a group right we're not standing in front of our instruments and you would ask us what are some of the most important qualities of a good artist or musician and we'd probably say things like being true to themselves being a good storyteller Mm. being a good collaborator all those things and then if you ask that same question while you're in front of your instrument all of a sudden it becomes about technique chords oh you need to know all your chords you need to be able to freely move where i feel like that is like a deviation from what it means to be a producer, an artist in the first place. Those things are all, again, tools and things that are important to be being good at what you do and mm-hmm. having a good craft, but they definitely do not make or break you as an artist in any way. Mm-hmm. So, no, definitely not. Mm. I'm going to say yes, but I'm Woo! also going to say that a mixing console and a DAW are instruments, and I feel like producers Why? who... What happened? Why? Because... Uh, an instrument is just a piece of technology that you use to express musical ideas on. And I feel like moving faders on a mixing console or, you know, putting a side chain on a fucking on a, a sample is is expressing your musical ideas and you're you're moving and breathing with the music. It's creative. Um and I think that Agreed. like there's an old head 
kind of like a, a opinion on shit like where they're like oh these kids don't even know how to play music and they're but whatever but like what they're doing is just as musical if not even in some cases more musical Absolutely. than playing a drum set or fucking playing that's another thing shit. the drum set i don't even touch my drum set when i make music right. and that's my instrument right you exactly. know what i mean like so, so yeah I think no, but um but we all agree, but yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, we we all agree. Um I just feel like the same way that like I'm trying to find a good analogy here, but I think I think I'll use like a a master chef will understand the application for each of the knives in their uh thing uh, or you know their 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 draw or right. anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like the producer needs to understand their tools that they have available to them right. and it's like this it's like getting a new synth you know what i mean if you if you download a new synth but like you never really look at it like you're not going to know the capabilities that you have you mm-hmm. know if i never get a guitar and have it sitting in the back left of my studio i'm never going to know what i can create with it yeah. <clears throat> you know and so even if you don't know how to play it i think it's worth having it around you know yeah that's a cool Be familiar way familiar with it yeah that's mm-hmm. a really yeah. cool way to put it on to the next yes uh what's one thing that you <laughs> bought for music that you regret, oh uh, Nick. This is your time to answer oh, first. Oh fuck! I um. <laughs> okay, uh, this is an interesting one for sure. Um, I think I can't think of anything that I've bought that I haven't used or don't like spend time using. But maybe I can think of things that I've bought that I've relied on too much. So I would say. <laughs> mm. <laughs> fuck that's so hard um <laughs> it's a okay here we go so there's a plugin called cla vocals um and i don't rely on, on it anymore but basically if you don't know what it is it it's like a all-in-one kind of like vocal processing plugin and it actually like sounds pretty good but like it really carries your vocal performance but it kind of like doesn't allow you to um get that extra five to ten percent out of out of your your production yeah so i feel like i regret getting that because it really like forced me not to or just i it made me overthink vocal product or underthink vocal production right. and i regret buying it because of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> dang that's a tough question though it really, no that is a really slice of, that's a great answer thanks. that is a yeah, really good thanks. answer very nuanced answer i really don't have as good of I an can, answer as that go, go ahead I, I can go so this was at the time where I was doing more like playing live and session session gigs and session bands. And um <laughs> this buddy of mine like convinced me to buy um a rack mount like mixer, <laughs> um a DI rack mount, um a power conditioner and a big case. It cost me around like nine hundred dollars. Oh my god. Wow. And that like I used it twice. Oh my god! And I've been trying to sell like all the pieces to it. I only sold one. That is awful. And it, it was really? I regret it so much. And we like built it together, and we were like, "Oh, this is how you route with the little cables." And I was like, "And you like?" He didn't like. Like he heavily convinced me to get it. And I was like on the fence, and I feel like if he was like normal about it, be like, "You don't, you don't have to spend all this money to fucking play." You don't need. To, but he was like in the in the world of. You know, all, all that, like having like the best gear and all or not. Mm. So right. definitely the wrong person to have that conversation with. But yeah, big big regret. <laughs> That's really funny. That's awesome. Um, you have one in mind? Are you still thinking? Uh, I don't know if I think right. I have an answer. I, I have honestly. an answer. I'm not like super, super crazy about it. But I would say that I regret buying Serum when I did because... Whoa. 
it came with so many presets that I didn't even have to use my head. Mm. All I had to do was just flip through and that that is like that's a good thing. I think to have that tool to you know be able to fly through ideas and just have sounds that are inherently good. But like it's a sandbox kind of plugin and like you really need to take advantage of the fact that like you can just create anything you want and I definitely did not start doing that mm. until recently mm. still kind of barely do it so that like taught me the mindset of just like I like good sounds and I don't want to have to work harder than I should I thought of one let's go, oh, yeah, let's yeah, yeah, go. Oh, I, that was a phenomenal answer oh, yeah, oh, thanks. far better than what I'm about to say <laughs> I'm about to say college Oh, that's, that's good. A hot take, that's bro. so wow. That's not a hot take at all. Okay. I, I mean, love like, that answer. I, that's a great answer. I, I feel it. fifty. No, I feel sixty forty about college. In favor or not in, in favor? favor? Okay, in favor. Mm, sure. I would but, but hold on. So you actually 20. regret going to college? No, 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 no. I, I don't okay. regret forty percent. Twenty percent regret going to college. Okay. <laughs> you see how I'm inching the percentage? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a chemical, right? Can't let go. Motherfucker. I just, I don't. I feel like. College is uh, college is a scam, and the reason why I think that is because uh, you can get the same amount of like practice in by yourself. You know, college is so much like what you make of it because at the end of the day, it's always about you. It's always about the practices you take, your own work ethic, and your own ability to succeed. Yeah, it's never no about someone else's. Uh, it's never about someone else being hired to to put you in the right position. That's why, yeah. like. Back in the day, I remember touring colleges and stuff like that. And, like, I'd hear parents, thank, thankfully not my own parents, but other parents would be like, is 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 Justin going to have a job when he comes out of this industry? <laughs> and the answer was never yes. And they yeah. tried to commit, like, they were like, you know, we have a 94% success rate mm -hmm. here. At you know what I mean? And it's like, yo, like, like, can we be honest? If your son goes to wastes a literal mortgage worth of tuition yeah and then comes out he's not he's not gonna have a job dude like he's not gonna have a job well, it's not guaranteed at least that he has a job but if he works his ass off and if he like actually he tries to make it in the industry he will yeah but it's not because yeah. he has a degree over his head that that he gets that you know what i mean 100 yeah. um does Justin really want the job? That's that's a question they have to ask Justin, that's, not yeah. the professors. But I think right. that like you're you're not necessarily paying for the information. I think you're paying for the the mentorship and the and the networking and just being in in the space with a bunch of people that have the like mind. You know what 100%. I mean? And that's why like I don't regret college for that at all. I think all that stuff is priceless, and I would not be where I am today with it. But hundred percent. But I hundred percent like. I don't know. Some of the classes were bullshit, for sure. Yeah, it can be hard to teach art, and it can be hard to make it so academic, and and uh, it kind of defeats the purpose of it sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like all of our professors and all of our peers kind of had the right attitude, and yeah. yeah. So, also, but that's a great answer, though. Yeah, yeah. Price, no, in a lot of ways, it's true. We we were in such a position where like that higher learning could happen, you know? Yeah, where yeah, the networking, sure. where everything like that, where yeah. even if we did have like a, a class that we weren't in favor of, like we would, I mean, that was like totally buried by all the good that yeah. came from it. So, yeah. so in that way, I really do think people should go to college for music if they want to. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that. Uh, it's it's never going to be your 100% as you know 100% of your career and and no. and let you come out 100% awakened as an artist you Not know even close. for me i i've been seeing that like this recently and and the way that i see it is that college was the start you know of yeah. of this artistic journey it mm. was just the exposition mm. period definitely but anyway 
top three artists this month? Um, Joe, you start, boss. Me? Yeah, I need my phone. Me too. Facts. So look it up. Okay, so I feel like I can name two right off the top of my head. One aligns with my uh, song that I'm hip to. Mm. I've been listening to a lot of Noah Khan. Mm. Um, I've been on a big Pink Panthers kick. Oh, she's so good, The bro. past, like, two weeks. And I think it kind of influenced some of the things going on in um, in Vancouver. Anything else that I've been listening to, like, crazy? My third. And oh oh, and I listened to a bunch of the band Camino during October. Mm, was really? that because Matt showed us that song? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. They're fire. Um, for me, so I just discovered Tyler Childers, who's like big, but I didn't know that. He's he's like a, I would say, Zach Bryan esque country artist. I'm gonna mm. play you guys one of his songs after this because it's actually so fucking good. Mm. Like it's just crazy. Um, so him, and I think for for me, like. His his writing is just gut wrenching. Yeah, it's so fucking good. So mm. I think I'm trying to figure out ways to to make that happen for myself. Um, I'm hype. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, Troy Sivan, and mm. the yeah. reason why is because I feel like um, it's like it's it's at the forefront of of what's gonna happen next because there's like house music, there's drum and bass, there's techno, there's all that, but dressed in pop vocals and. And, like, all the elements that make hit songs. So, like, I think there's a formula to be cracked in all of his music that we should start picking up and learning from. The same way, like, a couple years ago was the Monsters and Strangers and, like, the Beaver stuff. Yeah. It's the Troy Savant stuff now, I think. For Really? For it's the, that influential? 100%. 150%. Damn, well, I gotta, I gotta dig deeper into yeah. that. Um, and then, uh, who was the last one? It was fucking... Oh, this this is, like, an indie artist, but that, that girl, Maya... M-A-Y dash A. She's so good. I, I, I knew like one of her songs before and then Glenn ended up front of housing her tour with Nessa Barrett and put me oh, on to her. Sick. And her shit is fire. She's got like one EP and like a couple of singles and it's just like really, really good shit. And, like, that's dope. In, uh, lining up with the music that I'm making now too, which is cool. So Cool. Yeah. Dude, that's sick. That's sick. You have a good mix between like really, really like painfully good songwriters and like people who are like producing the next like sonic, like, you know, uh, like trend. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Both aspects that like get me really excited about music. Yeah. Like songwriting yeah. and just like amazing production. Facts. You know? That's all there is to it, huh? That's yeah, all there is to <laughs> it. That's how you bake the cake. It's true. <laughs> you know, the theoretical cake. <laughs> um, yo, for me... It's funny because Troy Sivan is on this list, but because I'm not as intimately like involved in in his music, I I won't put that on the list. I for for me Dijon is oh first. Oh my god, always. Just because I like really dug into his body of work like recently, mm -hmm. and my cousin gave me that board feed, and mm -hmm. like I was so deep into. Should've I'm gonna sick. listen to that tonight. That shit is sick. Um, and then the next one I would say is it's got to be Devin again. Oh, Devin again is so good. And she's got two new, new songs. She's been dropping a lot lately. And like, dude, way home you want to talk Wait, about like, like forefronted. Oh my God. No, not forefronted. Trend setting Sonics. Like it is, it is so, that's actually where I got the inspiration to use the ukulele, like through my vocal chain. Whoa. Because like oh, the way deep? that Devin again. Yeah. 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 Like, bro, she's just like, she's kind of like the coolest thing that's like happened to like that style of music. I think since, 
I don't know whoever came. What would before. you describe it? Is it like alt pop or some shit? It's like that? definitely alternative. Like yeah. like the drums are very very distorted. It's sort of distorted as a whole. Yeah. Like you get that feel. Yeah. Like she's so but it's unafraid. Still like singer songwriter at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. That's why it's so cool. Because yeah. like it it demonstrates a lot of dynamic range as a whole. Love you that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. And like but but there's no compromise to the songwriting. And usually when the fucking production is that fire, you're like all right. Like, someone's got to give here. Like, yeah. does their cover art suck? Like, you know. Nope. Dude, she's got everything, like, figured out. And, like, yep. like she she almost is so good that she scares me. Yeah. Do you know what her I mean? Her cover is kind of scary sometimes. Exactly. It's, it's good. It's a good vibe, though. It's a great vibe. I get a little scared. I, do, I, I get a little grossed out. Like, the one with the yes. beans. Remember that one? Yes. Yeah. Very creepy. Yes. Well, I, but I feel like you should be. No, you know I think that's, that's her intention. That's she wants intention. you to kind of, like, cringe a bit. Like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Fully. Um. Fully. Her bio on Spotify is P. <laughs> yeah. P-E-E. That was her like album that came out recently. Yeah. That's gas. Yeah, she's yeah. sick. Very cool. And then number three for me is Zach Bryan for sure. Just wow. because of Love what that. I've what I've now said multiple times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just the the songwriting really hits the core he's, for me. He's the goat. For sure. Then right. he says Nice. So first one is his name is TM Distant. He you showed me West End Wedding. I went I through. I went through his discography. Fire! He's from UK. Yeah, he's like hyper pop, like that kind of alternative, whatever you want to call anti pop. Um, oh yep, fire! fire. Really cool. Um, second one is Dro Kenji. He's a rapper. I just saw him in Brooklyn. What really? is it? Dro Kenji. Drill like drill. Dro D R O. Oh, he. Uh, you know Mike Dimes. Nope. Well, he they, they just did like okay. a co-headliner tour. Fuck Very yeah. cool. He's like well, melodic rap, but um, really Fuck cool yeah. voice. Um, and then the last one is Eric. Eric DOA. DOA. He's uh, Classic. just did a new song. He dropped a new song, Dancing with Somebody. I Isn't that one like blowing up right now? Yeah, it's, it's so, so good. good. It's so, so good. TikTok friendly too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And he's um, dropping an album, hopefully the next month or something. Let's go. And I'm seeing him in February. You are? Yeah, with my friends. Oh, no that's so cool, way. bro. Because your friends put you on to him. Yeah. That's really sick. And Dro too. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have such a good time. That's gonna be so February. Far. But yeah, top three so far. Love it. I think that concludes all the things that we wanted to talk about today, right? Yeah, and then some, and <laughs> then some. And then some. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching, <laughs> listening, viewing wherever you're at. Um, if you watched us on YouTube, you can find us on Spotify, Instagram, TikTok, all under Sunday Dinner. Um, any other parting words you guys want to say? Nah, man. You said. Said it all. Thank you so Mr. much. Host. Come have Sunday dinner with us. Come have Sunday dinner with us. If you please. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Okay. Ciao.